Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. The guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, happy new year. Welcome to episode 424, part two of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. We recorded this a couple of hours ago, and unfortunately, I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. My guest for this episode is Tyler Heath Hatton, and Heath, we're going to talk a little wrestling in, in just a few minutes, but I want to talk uh, about the new year and something that a lot of us do, and, and I think it's become more of a, a point for me this year specifically because I am uh, going to be 50 this year, and uh, you know, I think everybody, at least at the start of the year, wants to have, uh, you know, fitness goals and nutrition goals and all that good stuff. And I make those goals every year and I always seemingly get off track. Something happens and I, you know, I admittedly continue to and will continue to drink uh, beer and, and other alcoholic beverages. And, and that's probably strike one for me. But something I always find for people in general is we get frustrated. We don't get those instantaneous results. And I know I've just spit out a whole bunch here at the very top of this, but welcome. Happy New Year. Hope you and your family are doing well and had a great Christmas too. Uh, it was good. I had a good time, a good Christmas. Just got back from Chicago. Uh, I know you just got back from Mexico. Yes. I just saw you and you were looking extra tan <laughs> in, in your sexy shorty shorts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I had a good holiday, uh, a good a good Christmas, and a good uh, a good New Year's. Well, and and I bring you into this conversation. We've had it before here on the podcast many years ago, probably back in the first couple of years of the podcast. Um, and I and I turn to you for this conversation because you don't just uh, you know work out and, and eat right to look good to wrestle. This has been kind of a lifestyle for you. Even in your uh, 30s now, you, you were doing this uh, as a young man in, in high school and in college as an athlete and and it's been an important part of your life and and you know like I said previously when we recorded, you know you are the most disciplined, you know, I have lots of people that I kind of know peripherally, but of people that I know and call a friend, you are without a doubt the best in shape and, and the most disciplined when it comes to eating right and exercising and kind of encompassing that whole package of health and wellness. Uh, you know, I mean, I think 
you know, whenever you uh, look at fitness or what's healthy, like for me, um, you know, I feel like right now I'm in the the worst shape um, I've been in in, in years. Uh, and but then I'm probably in a lot better shape than majority of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, it is, you know, health and fitness. I think is you know, what you want out of it, you know, uh, is most important. So, you know, for me, like I try to do something fitness or workout related, honestly, seven days a week. Uh, and so I don't really, um, there's not too many days where I don't do anything. And and mind you, I am a PE teacher. So, um, you know, whether I'm out there playing kickball or dodgeball or, leading a yoga class or whatever, uh, with, with the students. Um, but I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time on a Saturday or Sunday, I, I didn't do anything mm-hmm. um, where I didn't go to the gym or, you know, go do something. So I tried to do something every single day. Uh, and so, I mean, I think now if you were to look at me, you know, 10 years ago or, you know, even six years ago, five years ago, and you would see the, the six pack and the abs and all that. And you look at me now and there, it's not there, you know? Uh, and I mean, I can bust my butt for about a month and get them back. And then it, you know, it, as, as time changes and your priorities change, it, it's really hard to keep it. But um, like you said, I don't, I'm to the point now to where, I don't work out anymore for that. I don't really work out anymore to look good with with my shirt off. Um, You know, if, if my wife doesn't like the way I look with my shirt off, then too bad, you know, (laughs) she can, she can go marry Kevin Hunsberger. Um, But you know, if, if, you know, wrestling fans, you know, I mean, you know, if, if they, if I don't look good to them with my shirt off, then, you know, I apologize. If that's why you're coming to watch me, then you're going to be sadly disappointed this day and age. But I don't, um, you know, I work out now for, you know, 98% of it is my mental health. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, the rest of it is obviously your body and taking care of yourself. But a lot of it is, is just my mental health. I'm glad you said that because I, I feel like, you know, we talked in the, in the, first recording of this, you know, obesity rates among teenagers is higher than it's been in a long time. And I do think uh, it is tied to in in some ways to, you know, and, and I hate to use the word crisis to sound alarmist, but I do think that this country does not deal with or handle mental health the best way that we can. And I think, and you mentioned earlier too, you know, when you work out, you feel better about yourself and you, you are less inclined then to go and, and, you know, eat a Chicago style pizza or go and have a half dozen donuts or whatever the case, whatever the indulgence may be. Um, you do that workout and you, you, you have that gratitude. And, and I'm guessing, you know, because you, you know, the science behind all this, so, you know, you're releasing endorphins and you're feeling better and, and maybe it's not wanting to undo what you've just done. And I think there are other people though, on the other side of that coin that work out. And I feel like this is where, you know, I, I, Several years ago, I was on a running streak and I ran for a thousand and four days every day, at least a mile. And my knees to this day hate me for that. But I say that to say 
when I was doing that, I was using those runs to kind of justify my poor choices uh, with food uh, because I thought, well, I, I ran today, so I'm going to now reward myself with uh, a cheeseburger or have a beer or have a slice of pizza or whatever the case may be. But I think that it's important that you have to make this all work together, not only for your physical well-being, but your mental well-being as well. Yeah, I mean, that's part of my, my health curriculum with the high school kids is the three the three types of health is physical, mental, and social health. Mm-hmm. And so are they all healthy? Is your physical health, is your mental health, and your social health? And then we, we talk about how they're all three connected. And, um, and so it, you know, for me, like, you know, we talked about, you know, earlier when we recorded this before you screwed it up, <laughs> um, but we, we talk about my daughter or my kids will say like, you know, dad needs to go to the gym. Like he needs to work out. Like he is, he is awful. He is, uh, you know, and you know, we just went to Chicago and I found a gym that I had to go to and work out. I, you know, and it sounds, uh, you know, I don't know if I have an addictive personality or whatever, but like I am in a, I'm in a grouchy mood if I don't work out. And then it actually is quite funny because my high school kids will say it like, you know, Mr. Hatton needs to work out. Like you need to work out today. Um, and, but with that being said, I'm the same way if I'm eating poorly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, I know I don't have the washboard abs anymore or whatever, but for the most part, like I eat, you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, every day, I mean, just, just a few minutes ago, my wife sent me a Snapchat and she was making steaks because she'll grill them up because she knows I'm going to eat steak and rice uh, for lunch every single day. I mean, every day that's what I eat is steak and rice. So, um, and she, and she knows that. And, um, and then also, you know, like if I, if I'm going to eat bad, um, I don't typically eat bad for a couple days because of the way I feel. So, uh, and it just makes me, you know, when I eat bad, I, I don't usually feel like working out. Um, because it, to me, they go hand in hand and, um, you know, like, like this morning I got up and I ate oatmeal and then, um, you know, and then I had a protein shake about 10 or 11 and then, um, and then I ate, um, chicken, um, actually had chicken and a salad and, and then you just saw me, I went to the gym, did some wrestling stuff that work out. Um, and now I'm going to go home and, and eat something healthy. I'm like real motivated. Now, with that being said, like I haven't worked, you know, me and you have the luxury of having, you know, cake jobs. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have the highest paid contract at stride. So, you know, God, I just gave you how much money bucks or something. I mean, so, you know, um, you know, you, but you know, um, when I'm, when I'm off work, you know, and I'm not, it's easier, you know, it, you can, you can eat the meals you want. You can meal prep. Now, that being said, most everybody listen to this or, or most people that we know, they have to work and you right. have to have a job. Yeah. So sometimes you're eating on the go. It's really hard. And now if you live in Marion or Carterville, you can swing and stack and get a meal or you can have your meals made or you can swing in somewhere and grab something and warm it up. 
but not everybody has that luxury. I mean, you know, uh, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of, you know, of where you're at. And, and sometimes it's willpower, you know, every Friday at my school, they have sausage and biscuits or biscuits and gravy for breakfast. You know how hard it is for me to sit there and turn that down? Almost every Friday, it's Bosco sticks, man. I'm a sucker for Bosco <laughs> sticks. So, you know, it's okay. Unless you're wanting to be a bodybuilder and, and have a complete eight-pack or look like somebody you see, you know, um, you know, on, on, a, on an Instagram page or, you know, an influencer's page or, you know, you see in a movie, it's... And that's really unrealistic to get to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, you know, as, as motivating as the rocks Instagram pages, like, you know, at 50 years old, yeah. like the chances of Kevin Huntsberger looking like <laughs> Dwayne Johnson are pretty, they're pretty, you know, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's, you know, um, I don't think Lisa's going to let you hire a chef to follow you around right. and bring you meals and, exactly. and I don't. You know, and I don't think she's going to let you hire me to to come and work you out at twelve o'clock at night. So, I mean, you got to remember that's that's what these celebrities are doing. You know, I mean, I, I watched the thing with with Chris Hemsworth one time, and and uh, he was on a talk show, and uh, the talk show was like talking about his diet for Thor, and he's like, "Yeah, you were in the back, and they were just bringing you food," and he was like, "Yeah, the studio." does that they bring me food throughout the day and they have somebody who trains me and, and works me out and and so you don't have that so unless you have that for you it, and you know it's going to be hard for you to look like that person so just do what you you know worry about you know your mental health is do what you do in the gym and in the kitchen that's going to give you that good mental health yeah do you talk to your kids about that? Because, you know, I follow The Rock on Instagram and, and Matt Riddle and, you know, these guys that are all jacked and ripped and, you know, they look amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I I've have obviously, you know, as an adult, you realize that, you know, like you said, they have trainers and they have meal preps and they have advantages that not everybody's going to have. And I think that, you know, we, we saw it in, in earlier years with, with young girls who would look at, you know, some of these models and, and whatnot and, and aspire to look like that and go through anorexia and starve themselves and, and do things to, to those extremes. I feel like sometimes young men go through this as well. They see these MMA fighters or these football players or these wrestlers, these actors who are larger than life, um, you know, do your kids ever bring this up? Do they mention it? Do they say, we wish we could look like that? Or, you know, and, and I guess you give them that same dose of reality that you just served up here as far as, you know, what the reality of what, you know, Dwayne Johnson is, is really going through. And again, not that he's not working hard to do that, but he does have an advantage that many of us don't. I mean, my kids don't really, you know, they, uh, Luckily, they, you know, they don't really, um, they don't have that. Now, my daughter, you know, she's real big into softball and has aspirations to play in college. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what she wants to do. And so we have that talk about the importance of training and mm-hmm. fitness and working out. And then also, like, you know, you've seen it. And, you know, high school's hard. 
yeah. you know, and it's a lot harder now. Yeah. You know, now that I'm a teacher, you know, um, bullying is, it's worse than when we were at school. Sure. Because when you were bullied and somebody bullied you, you were, you were, and it was not any better, but you were bullied in a classroom or you were bullied around maybe 20 or 30 kids. Mm-hmm. And those 20 or 30 kids saw it. Now you're bullied online to where the whole school sees it. And it's on somebody's Snapchat story and it's sent and yeah. it is really hard. Yeah. And so I push with my students and with my kids, you need to work out to feel good about yourself to, you know, um, you know, release those endorphins that you talked about and, and, to you know, and to, you know, I'm a big component and you need to exercise and do these things to, for that feeling to feel better by yourself. Yeah. Now, what I, what I push for them is, you know, is, you know, my, you know, my, my stepdaughter, she's a cheerleader. So it is, you know, if you want to, you know, make it in cheerleading. If you want to go places or be a better cheerleader, you need to work out. You need to exercise. You know, she, you know, um, you know, my daughter, it is, you know, I mean, we go to Chicago for, for lessons, you know, so, yeah. um, you know, we invest a lot into this stuff. And, and so I push the importance of it for those aspects. And then, um, you know, but, and then also, you know, for, you know, I, I want my, my daughter to have this sense of exercising for her mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's really what, you know, scares me about, about kids today is the bullying and the mental health that, that, that they have to go through. Um, and, um, and I think if you don't work in a school or you don't have kids in a school, you, you don't necessarily see it. Right. Um, but I mean, it, it is, it's a lot, it's a lot, um, nowadays. So, you know, when I talk to my kids about fitness and exercising, that's kind of what I push is more for their, for their mental health, getting a high school student to understand or see the benefit and working out. It's just not there. Yeah. Because their metabolism's high, they're burning so many calories throughout the day. Um, a lot of times, they're just they're in their, they're athletically gifted, um, and if they're not athletically gifted, they don't see how working out's going to get them there. Um, you know, so you know it's you know just teaching them like, hey, one of these days, and I promise you, it doesn't matter who you are one of these days you are going to want to know how to work out. Mm-hmm. It may just be for a week. It may just be for a month. It may just be three, you know, for three minutes, but I promise you there's going to be a time in your life when you're going to think, man, I need to go to the gym and get in shape. And so I, I try to teach my students and I try to teach my kids. Like if you ever do decide that you want to go, you need to know this. Here's what you need to know. What do you think? Because obviously, you know, this year and, and the title of this podcast is New New Year, New You. Uh, you know, obviously, I feel like the gyms are, are inundated with people that first, in, you know, you know this from working at Gold's Gym, which is now Legacy Fitness, which is hosting Stride uh, this upcoming Saturday on January 7th. But you... You know, you see that influx of people and then, you know, usually by February or or March for sure, it is tapered off and, and, you know, you've kind of separated those who are serious about it versus those who just kind of wanted to get that fitness, 
you know, thing on their New Year's resolution list and get going with it. What advice do you have, though, to, to keep consistent, to stay consistent? Because, again, it, we're in that societal mode where we want instant gratification. We want to binge watch everything on Netflix. We want to have our, uh, you know, hot pocket come out of the microwave in 60 seconds or less. And we want all these things to happen. Um, but building a, a body or, or losing the weight and, you know, getting to those sometimes un, unrealistic expectations with our physical health, we want it fast. And when it doesn't happen, you know, we're not willing to wait until January, 2024 to see some definition in those abs or whatever the case may be. So how do you, how do you, or how do you, how have you in the past encouraged or stay encouraged to keep going and keep kind of towing that line? I mean, the number one thing is, is people need to understand, like, to work out and exercise is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. It, you have to change the lifestyle. So if you're not willing to change your lifestyle, then you're pretty much wasting your time because it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. So that's the first thing that people need to understand where you're, I think a lot of times they're like, Oh, I just want to get in shape for my, you know, for the summer or whatever. You're already setting yourself up for failure because what's going to happen is life's going to happen. You're going to get busy. You're going to get sick. Your kids are going to have this, your job's going to have this. And then come March or February, you're not going to be at the goal that you want to be at or the weight you want to be at. And you're going to be like, I'm just wasting my time and you're going to quit. Um, now, if you, uh, if you commit to a lifestyle change to where like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to work out three times a week. It doesn't matter if those three times are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, you know, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever. Okay. No matter what, I'm working out three days a week. Like, that's the first thing that you have to um, commit to. It's like, okay, I'm going to change my lifestyle. It's the same thing with, like, dieting or, or, you know, you're not doing a diet. There's no diet that works. There's no beach body plan that works. Yeah. No pyramid scam somebody's going to sell you that works. Like, that. that's not – that's that's all just temporary fixes. You know, you see these people, all, all I'm going to do is drink shakes. Yeah. I'm going to do a shake diet. Like, what you're going to do is you're going to crap yourself to death for two months. And yeah. You're going to be tired of it. <laughs> and you're going to go back to eating whole food. And then your body is going to be starving. So it's going to start storing extra fat to make up for what you just did to yourself. So it's like, no, make it a conscious effort that you are going to, like, try to eat healthier. So, like, if you think it's bad, it probably is. And you don't eat it. Now, you don't starve yourself. Like, if you eat bad, you try to go as long as you can without eating bad again. Um, and then it's just, that's the lifestyle that you change. Like, okay, I'm not going to eat pizza three times a week. No matter how tired I get or exhausted I am, I'm not going to stop and pick up a pizza because it's $5, it's cheap, and it's mm-hmm. easy. I'm not going to do that. The, you know, the other thing is, it's like, you're allowed to have, you know, around 400, 500 milligrams of caffeine a day. You know, now I know, um, you know, I, I think getting a little small caffeine drink, not a soda, something low calorie, you know, that's maybe 150 calories or 150 milligrams of caffeine or whatever, 
something like that to give you a little energy to motivate you to go to the gym. I think that's important. Like without uh, a pre-workout drink, like I, I probably wouldn't go work out as much. You know, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're getting older. You know, as males, your testosterone is dropping. As females, you know, you're a mom or whatever, you're tired. Um, you know, giving yourself a little bit of a, uh, some caffeine before you work out, you know, to get you in the mood to go. Um, but, you know, the, the the main thing is is going into it knowing that you are changing your mindset. You're changing your lifestyle um, and you're committing to it. And it's like, no, I'm not worried about February 2023. I'm still doing, I'm thinking about February 2025. Mm. like I'm this is what I do like I work out I work out three times a week you know I work out four times a week like I I do these things and you know and and the the last thing is is it needs to be strength building of some sort whether you're going and doing um a cycle you know at the gym where you're just walking through doing each machine whatever and you need to do something that is building muscle and, and nothing against walking or just running only like that's great. That's good to burn calories. That's good for your heart, stuff like that. But you need to make sure that you are um, building some muscle, you know, doing some push-ups, doing some sit-ups, building some, some muscle tone, building, working on those muscles that you're not using every day and keeping your strength up. And, you know, it's just honestly just um, if if you don't work out for a week, that's fine. Okay, I'm going to go four times this week. Like, you know, Netflix or whatever, it can wait. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to go to the gym. Like, I I have to get this done. Like, I, I, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I got to go. and I got to go get this done. And and I think once you change your mind to that as your focus, like, it becomes easier because it's – it's just part of your day at that point. Yeah, I, I think that that's great advice because no matter what change, whether it is working out more or being a better spouse or parent or whatever the case may be, whatever it is you're looking to improve upon, getting into a, a consistent pattern and, um, and repeating that. Um, and when you do get off course, don't throw in the towel. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I think that, that, you know, for me for years has been part of my issue is, you know, uh, over the summer this past year, um, I decided to commit to doing 100 push-ups a day. And then one weekend I, I, I didn't make it. I think I did like 60 or whatever it was. And then I let myself slip into that mindset of, well, I didn't accomplish this. I didn't keep it up. So now I'm done and I haven't done a push up since. And so I'm trying to get myself back into that habit too, uh, because I don't want to just sit here and preach, you know, the consistency thing and, and doing better and, you know, drinking more water or walking more or, you know, lifting some weights, you, you know, doing all these extra things. So, um, I think it's it's important to when we do fail to not beat ourselves up about it because, like you said, that mental health is so important, um, and, and it's okay to give yourself a break. We give everyone else, you know, someone screws us over in real life. You know, a lot of times we accept their apology and say that's okay. You need to do that with yourself, I think, as well, 
to really, uh, truly embrace and become, a, a, you know, whatever kind of person you want to be on the other side of this. And whether it's to look good at, you know, your swimsuit or for your class reunion or, or whatever the case may be. But the important thing, like Tyler said, is staying consistent and, and, and you know, trying to keep as, as much on track as you can when you do veer off. Get back on. Don't let that one veer off or two veers off be the end of it all for you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, just stick to, you know, um, I tell every client I've ever had, do strength building, which is, you know, uh, using weights. Try to do that for 30 to 45 minutes where you're, you know, doing your chest, chest workouts, or you're doing your shoulders, legs, whatever. Do that for 30 or 45 minutes. That's super important. Do that when you go to the gym. Tell yourself, I'm going to do this for 30 or 45 minutes. And then I tell them, that is the most important. Do that first. And then do as much cardio as you have time for. Mm-hmm. If you only have time to do 10 minutes, then just do 10 minutes. And then also... Don't go in and tell yourself, I got to do a two-hour workout. I got to do, I got to hit everything today. Like, no, don't, like, start out, pace yourself. Like, my workouts are an hour, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all they are. Um, And now, some days, you know, I have extra time. We don't have the kids or, you know, they're busy and I'll go and then I'll, I'll do like an hour of cardio where I just put on, you know, a wrestling show or, a, you know, I mean, just, you know, at the gym the other day, I, I uh, um, you know, right before we left, I worked out and then I, uh, I got to the gym in the Ric Flair documentary and mm. I watched an hour of it while I, while I did cardio. And then I watched another hour the next time. So, you know, and, and, and then too, also it's okay if you're in the gym sometimes and, you know, there are times when I'm at the gym and I have too much going on mentally. Like, um, you know, I'll, and there, there are times I try to put my phone on airplane mode, or you know, but I just can't shake, like, what's going on? Like, oh, my God, all I can think about is this. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Um, you know, I got to grade papers. I got to, uh, you know, do this lesson plan or whatever. And I can't focus on my workout until I do it. And then, you know, later on, I'll be laying in bed. And I'm like, oh, my workout was crap today. And I'm mad at myself. But that's okay. You know, you get another chance the next day to go and try and do it again. It's all so important. And I mean, obviously this is the tip of the iceberg. Talk to your doctor or talk to a trainer uh, before you get involved in, in, you know, a, a very rigorous fitness program. But the important thing is to just get started take those first steps and, and don't get discouraged when you veer off course. Now, you know, we are re-recording this, and I know I, I don't want to tie you up too much longer with this, Tyler, but I do want to touch on this Saturday, January 7th. It is uh, New Year's um, New Year's Knockout at uh, Legacy Fitness. We're not in our usual place. We're at Legacy Fitness in Marion, Illinois. It's the former Gold's Gym. Again, we talked about the relationship there that, that you have had in the past. Um, it's right by Walmart, right by uh, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson on the Williamson County Parkway. Uh, you're getting a, a shot at uh, at wrestling Peyton Ayers, someone that you helped to train. 
And we talked earlier too about, you know, the three phases kind of of, of your career as a, as a professional wrestler. And that is being trained, uh, then wrestling with your colleagues, uh, you know, the guys that you did train with, and now wrestling the guys that you are training or have trained in the past. And they're all very different stages of, of life and, and different levels of, of fun for you, as you put it uh, previously. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, anytime you get to, you know, wrestle somebody who's came up through the company that, you know, you started, it is a good feeling, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, I look at it like, um, you know, it, it makes me happy that, um, you know, to see, you know, uh, Dexter Roswell, you know, get to wrestle at OVW or to see Roger Mathis get to wrestle at OVW, um, to go different, you know, way to, to see Daniel Eads on a, on a WWE show, you know, um, and, you know, for me to see Peyton Ayers on Young Rock, you know, um, I feel like all that stuff wouldn't be possible if I hadn't started Stride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about this and, um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really, I'm not the kind of person who needs, uh, a pat on the back or, you know, or whatever, but it, it and, but it's, to me, it's, that's honestly what makes me happiest when I look back, you know, is, um, I busted my butt. I killed myself. Um, and I missed a lot of things with my family and I missed a lot of things with friends and, and I missed a lot of things, uh, um, to be able to get to the places that I got to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could have got to those places. And I mean, that, that's the thing is, you know, just the other day, I mean, I was sitting and I was showing my wife all the people that had messaged me and, and tried to get me booked, uh, for this year, uh, some, some pretty big places. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I was showing her, so I, you know, I didn't need stride to have a, you know, to have a place, but I wanted it for a local place. So, um, and then to have it and then have a training center and, and have it set up and, and to be able to give people a place locally to come train and, and to hone their craft in and then, um, to see them kind of, you know, if they're like me, you know, my, my goal and my dream was to be a wrestler. That's, that's all I ever really wanted to be growing up. And so I'm sure there are other people at stride that, or that train there, that was the same thing. And it, uh, and then to get to wrestle them and, and to get to see them be successful and, you know, and, um, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, to see somebody like, you know, Peyton Ayers be the champ and, you know, and to me to get to wrestle them and they're, you know, uh, and then another off subject thing for me is, which is humbling is people still want to see me wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know, people still want to pay to see me wrestle and people still are invested when I wrestle. And, you know, to me, that's, um, kind of what you hope for and, and what you want. And, um, 
you know, it's, it is, you know, we joke about it and we laugh about it. Like, oh, he had his back in the main event going for the belt, you know. Um, you know, I, I feel like the fact that I put in the work that I've put in and done the things that I've done to put myself in that position. And that's what people outside of the business or, um, even certain people in the business, they don't understand that Mm -hmm. me in this role or doing this is to, to enhance somebody, to enhance the story, to pass the story on, to be able to get to where we're trying to get to. And the fact that I'm finally at that stage of my career or whatever, where I'm able to do that, um, you know, it is, you know, I mean, gosh, I mean, I wrestled Riser a year ago, you know, at Stradiversary, and, and we wrestled leading up to it. We did all these things, and we had these three-on-three matches, and then you tried to come in and screw me over, and we did all this <laughs> this, this stuff. But, um, you know, me and Riser did this thing for five or six months, and I never beat him. I never pinned him. I never, uh, I never had a win over him. However, we had Stradiversary, the main event, sold out because people in their mind were like, we could see, you know, he had to win the belt here. You know, we could see him winning. And, and, you know, so, like, to me, that is when it's like, okay, you've established yourself as a character to where you can go either which way. I mean, we just talked about the Ric Flair documentary. That's what made Ric Flair so good. He was a 16-time champ, but he lost a lot to be able to win a lot. Right. So right. you never knew if Ric Flair was going to win or lose. That's what made what I think, you know, my favorite, or I don't think my favorite, but I think who is the best all-time is John Cena. He's who I think will go down as the greatest of all time. But when you watch him, you never knew if he was going to win or lose. And people I know crap on him because he had a real long run. And they thought he was winning all the time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, that wasn't really the case. You know, I mean, they, they tried to say that because he equaled ratings. So he was on TV a lot. Right. But he wasn't the champ a lot. Right. I mean, look at Roman Reigns' run. John Cena wasn't even close to that. Right. The one after Roman Reigns was who? CM Punk? So. Yeah. John Cena wasn't close to that. So, um, you when you watch John Cena, that's what appeals, you know, to the audience to him is you never know if he's going to win or lose. Yeah, that's a good you know, point. I mean, he wrestles Brock Lesnar and he demolishes him, just kills him. You know, they build up this huge match and he kills him. So that's what made John Cena and Ric Flair so good. You never knew if they were going to win or lose or not. Like you, like you. So, and I kind of feel like that's kind of how I am when I wrestle. Because I've taken the pin so many times and I lose, and I think that's what attracts people. And and I, and, and look look here, people that get mad at me, um, listen to this. I'm not comparing myself to John Cena or <laughs> Ric Flair. Okay, um, the only person on this podcast that can compare to them is the only undefeated wrestler on the podcast. Um, so I'm not comparing, but I'm just saying in a sense of that's how I. When I book stride, that's that's the, the things that I look for. And so to me, it's it's a long rant of Tyler running his mouth, but it, it is to me that's what makes me happy and humble is that here I come back and 
people want to see me at a main event match going for the title. Yeah. They no. probably don't want to see me win it, but people want to see me in that role still. And that's very, you know, to me, it's a very, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of what you, when it, it makes you happy to be able to see that and know that, that you still can, you know, can give people that. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent. Yeah. I think you hit the nail right on the head with that. And, uh, you know, obviously other big matches, we've got team Dexter versus team cash in a survivor series style elimination match. That's going to be a good one too. That's been a feud, uh, you know, cash kind of went from, from you to Dexter. And I, I, I gotta say, man, I think anything that guy touches cash, you know, there's a lot of great talent at stride, but I'm, I'm telling you there's to me and I'm probably sounding biased, but man, cash, there's something about him and the way he works the crowd, the way he works the, his opponents, and and the whole kind of kit and caboodle, as they say. There's something about it, it, it I think has made this thing with Dexter even more special. So it's going to be a good show for sure on uh, this Saturday, January seventh. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a good one. Is the um, is you know Cash, you know Team Cash and the Forgotten versus Team Dexter, which is. Um, it's going to be uh, Dexter and Farmer Billy Hills, Axe Allward, uh, B-Rad, and Dalton Anthony will be on his team versus the Forgotten. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, last show they put Dexter in a body bag, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting to see how that's going to play. Um, you know, and that's kind of, again, um, you know, kudos to, to those two. Um, you know, Dexter and, and Cash for telling a really good story. Interested to see how that plays out and what those two can do. And, um, you know, and, and Cash is, you know, he's really, really good. Um, you know, probably the, the best that I've ever encountered mm-hmm. with storytelling. Yeah. Um, you know, he honestly, you know, a lot of times you get guys that like you know um they don't like to tell the story or they don't understand how to tell a story to make it wrap up and and man cash is he is phenomenal at it he's probably the best that i've ever feuded with um you know you have you know um really good wrestlers that just don't like you know um you know storytelling you know i'll never forget being axe one time you know i was talking with axe and axe is not a He's not a storytelling guy. He doesn't. He, he doesn't necessarily do the, the storytelling. That's not his. He likes the old school. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, you know, me. I'm like, I want to know why these two are fighting. And that's kind of my issue with certain wrestling companies today that are that are bigger companies. A lot of times, guys are just wrestling, and I, I feel like to me, there's so much wrestling out there. Like, I can watch wrestling anytime I want but anyway I want to see a good story something I can sink it into that way I'm emotionally invested in this story and you know I, and I remember with him I was talking to Axe I'm like yeah but don't you want to know why they're wrestling and Axe like they're wrestling because they're wrestling I don't give a crap why they're wrestling <laughs> so and that is and there are certain people that that is their that is their focus however me the way I operate I want a story. I want to know why these two people are wrestling. 
And uh, I want to be able to get behind either this person's side of the story or this person's side of the story. And, and Cash has that, um, he just has that ability. He just has that, um, he has that mind. And I think that's why me and him mixed so well together um, is because we both have that, that mindset. Now there's sometimes, you know, Cash is, you know, what if we burnt the house down, you know, or what if I put you in a coffin and I set it on fire? Well, wait a minute. I'm not willing to <laughs> die, you know? Um, and so, yeah, but there are certain times that, you know, you have that and, and, you know, and, and just, just, uh, the last week I got a guy who has actually never wrestled for stride and, and, um, and it will surprise people that he actually never has. But anyway, he had messaged me and, he wants to come in and, and the first thing he said was, I just love that you do stories and I want to be in a story. And he said to me, what about this guy or this guy? I'd like to work with this guy. Oh, wow. Um, and so he's like, and I'd like to, you know, what story could we tell? And, and so, um, you know, and, and I think that's, uh, you know, what appeals certain people to stride and what disappeals people right. to stride is, um, you know, like, oh, I just, you know, I just want to come in and, and wrestle. I don't want to be in a story. And then, you know, we have the one for like, well, I don't want to come in and lose, you know, and it's like, I want to come in and win, but I don't want to tell a story. And so, um, and I, yeah, I got off on a tangent there. I didn't know what the original question was, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, um, to me, um, I'm really looking forward to, I think it's a Dexter and, and, and Cash. I'm really looking forward yeah. to that and seeing what they can do. Dexter has really um, gotten over with the fans as a baby face, and and um, and he's really gotten over. And then also, um, you know, looking at uh, – um, actually, this is – I'm going to go ahead and let it be known. Um, uh, Dysfunction is coming in. Um, mm. Brandon Espinosa, the group, they will be at the show. Um, and so I just confirmed with them yesterday. So, oh, nice. um, they will be there. So you will only find that out if you listen to this podcast. So, um, they'll be there. So it, it should be, you know, in my opinion, like we, we hadn't talked, we talked about it earlier before you screwed up, but, um, <laughs> you know, this is Stradiversary season where all roads are leading to Stradiversary and all stories are leading to Stradiversary. So, it's just a different time, and, and this show should uh, really start help painting the pictures for that. Absolutely. And Stradiversary coming up the first Saturday in March, and uh, I think it's March 4th, but I don't have a calendar. still don't have a calendar in front of me. I didn't have it before either, but stay tuned. Head to Facebook.com slash Wrestling. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have updates going on, and, and we look forward again to entertaining fans in 2023. Uh, the My123Cents brand, Stride Pro Wrestling, on behalf of both, thank you for the support through the years. We appreciate it, and friends, we will talk again very soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.